0: From the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune.
1: Hello and a very warm welcome to our International English Service.
0: Today in our program we have music from Heritage Singers and Celestial Singers.
1: Story for children on Billfold that wouldn't sink.
0: We end our program with a message from God's word with a topic Live peacefully with all men. I am Sharad. I'm Olivia. And you're listening to Adventist World Radio. The voice of hope.
1: Let's start our program with a song from Heritage Singers.
2: It is settled, I am certain, in my heart and in my mind. I will pass the glory curtain and I'll leave this world behind. I will stand with thee immortal with a happy land in view. Then I'll turn through the portals down the Golden Avenue. I'm going to leave some glorious morning. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm going to cross the Chilly Jordan. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Though the water is deep and the river is white, I'm going to stand. Listening closely for the call. I have made my reservation through the one who paid it all. Not by might, not by power, but in Christ and Christ alone. I'm leaving any hour. Praise the Lord, I'm going home. I'm going to leave some glorious morning. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm going across the Jordan. Yes, I am. Yes I am, yes I am.
0: Have been listening to a song Yes I Am by Heritage Singers on Adventist World Radio and now we have a story for children on billfold that wouldn't sink told by our friend Anna.
3: You have probably read the story in the Bible about the iron axe head that floated. That was very wonderful and I can't explain how it happened but I can tell you a story like it about the billfold that wouldn't sink. It was a beautiful day, with brilliant sunshine and not a cloud in sight. So Daddy decided to take all the family up to the lake for a picnic. Some friends went along too, so it made a very happy party. As soon as a nice spot to camp had been found, Daddy and the older boys went to the boat house and hired a rowboat. In no time at all, they were out on the lake, rowing for all they were worth. When they got tired, they made for the sandy beach where the ladies were busy getting the meal ready. Jumping out of the boat, Daddy and the boys anchored it securely and hurried over to the fire where some very nice-smelling things were cooking. Hungry as could be, they were mighty pleased to find such a good meal on the way. Mama hadn't seen Daddy so happy in a long time. Then something happened. "'that spoiled everything. "'Daddy started feeling in the pockets of his trousers. "'Then he picked up his coat and felt through its pockets. "'Looking for something?' asked Mama. "'Yes,' he said, with a worried look creeping over his face. "'My billfold! I seem to have mislaid it. "'I'm sure I brought it with me.' "'Sure you did,' said one of the boys. "'You had it in your hand when you paid for the boat.' Of course, said Daddy, of course. But where did I put it? Maybe you dropped it in the boat when you took your coat off, said Mamma. Perhaps I did, said Daddy with a look of relief. Let's look in the boat. They did, all of them. Never was a rowboat searched more carefully by so many people. But the billfold was not there. As they walked back to the fire, Mamma whispered, did you have much money in it? Yes, said Daddy. That's what's worrying me. I had all my money in it. And all yours too. Those two weeks wages you got for nursing. Oh dear, said Mama. That's terrible. I hope you find it. We couldn't afford to lose all that. But where do we look next? Asked Daddy helplessly. You could have left it at the boathouse, said someone. That's right, said Daddy. I might have done that. I'll go and see. So Daddy walked back to the boathouse. But the boatman said he hadn't seen it, and nobody had reported finding it. Sadly, Daddy returned to the others. All the joy had gone out of the day for him. He needed that money badly, very badly. And he kept blaming himself for bringing so much with him on a picnic trip. By the time he got back to the campsite, the ladies were all in the boat and the boys were pushing it off. Did you find it? Mama called from the bow of the boat. No, not a sign, said Daddy. I'll be praying, said Mama. I'm afraid it's not much use, he said. Yet he prayed too, asking God if it should be his will that the billfold might be found. Then he strode up and down the shore, watching the boat as it glided farther and farther away. The lake was smooth as glass, the only ripples being made by passing boats. Mama and the others enjoyed their trip immensely. Their happiness marred only by the thought that poor Daddy was so worried about his lost billfold. The sun was sinking now. And the lake was becoming more and more beautiful as the glorious shades of sunset were reflected in its calm waters. By and by, the wonderful stillness was broken by the toot of a large motor launch that seemed to be coming straight toward them. Crowded with passengers, with its flags and banners, it made a gay sight. As it drew near, it veered off to the right and the little rowboat went bouncing over the waves, It left behind. Suddenly, a dark object appeared on the crest of a wave. It was queerish and oddly familiar. I don't know who saw it first, but someone said, Look at that strange thing in the water. Whatever is it? As it came close to the boat, Mama reached over the side and picked it up. It's Daddy's billfold, she cried, trembling with excitement. Then she opened it and looked for the money. It was all there. Very wet, it is true. But as far as she could see, none was missing. How the ladies rode to the shore. When they drew near the beach where Daddy was waiting for them, they shouted together, ''We found it! We found it!'' ''Found what?'' shouted Daddy. ''Your billfold!" cried Mama, holding it up for him to see. Daddy could hardly believe his eyes. ''But why didn't it sink?'' He said, when he felt how wet and heavy it was. I just don't know, said Mama. It is all very wonderful. And when they told the boatman, he was astonished. Holding the soggy billfold in his hands, he said, It's nothing short of a miracle. It's an act of God. Daddy and Mama thought so too.
1: Thank you, Anna, for a nice story.
0: You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope for all.
1: To know more about our program, do write to us. Here's our mailing address Adventist
0: World Radio, post box number 17, Pune 411 001, Maharashtra, India.
1: The scripture states If it be possible, as much as little in you, live peacefully with all men. Romans chapter 12, verse 18.
0: Before you hear God's word, Here's a song by Celestial Singers entitled Make a Joyful Noise to the Lord.
1: Hear God's word, and we invite each of you to take part in listening to a message presented by Pastor John Prasad Rao on how one can live peacefully with all men.
4: Dear listener, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. He was peaceable with all men. How could he do it so? And as a follower of his, do you want to lead such a life? Then, Today's message is for you. Please listen as we proceed. Shall we pray before we proceed any further? Loving Heavenly Father, we come to you for spiritual enrichment. Speak to us through this meditation. May thy spirit lead us into all truth. Bless this message for the edification of so many that are listening today because we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear listener, Paul, in Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 18, is saying like this, if, ye be, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. To get along peaceably with people is one of the most desirable and valuable qualities of personality, and one of the highest achievements of life. To live peaceably, not only with those who are courteous, but with those who are discourteous. Not only with those who are pleasant, but with those who are unpleasant. Not only with those who are kind, but with those who are unkind. Not only with those who are reasonable, But with those who are unreasonable. Not only with those who are friendly. But with those who are unfriendly. Not only with those who are sociable. But with those who are unsociable. Not only with those who are industrious. But with those who are lazy. Not only with those who are lovely. But with those who are hateful. Not only with those who are fair but with those who are unfair not only with those who treat us right but with those who do us wrong not only with friends but with enemies not only with those who are honest but with those who are dishonest not only with those who are true but with those who are false not only with those who are loyal but with those Who are disloyal. Yes, we must live peaceably with all men, with all kinds of people, as much as lieth in you, Paul says. To the utmost and in every respect, if it be possible, live peaceably with all men. Harshness must be met with soft words. We may have to suffer loss to maintain peace. If a court is demanded, we may find it advisable to go farther and give the cloak also. We may have to do things that are beyond reason and justice. If we are required to go a mile, we may find it better to go twain. Many are the times that we may have to pay sums of money to satisfy those who do not owe or because they think we owe them though we do not or pay them for the sake of peace and good feeling. We can endure our own good name or confidence in the cause of Christ by hewing too close to the line of justice. The good opinion and good will of our friends our enemies are worth our dispelling all doubt of unfairness. Jesus entered upon his great work with the pronouncement, "On earth, peace, goodwill toward men." As far as it was possible, he lived peaceably with all men. He forgave the high priest, who came with a mob to capture him. He was led shamefully to the judgment hall, when he might have summoned the legions of angels of heaven. As his life blood swiftly ebbed away on the cross, his heart went out to his brutal enemies, as he prayed for them in tenderest pity: "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Only. As we are given new hearts filled with this same spirit of forgiveness, is it possible to live peaceably with all men? If we do not forgive, we shall harbor bitterness and hard feelings. We shall not be able to get along with all men. Think again of Jesus eating the last supper with Judas. And knowing that he was to be his betrayer, the peace of that supper was not marred by any railing accusation, but in tenderest pity, he gave Judas his last chance. Yes, as much as life in you means, as far as you can go, as much as you can do, no matter what wrong you may have to endure. It lies in you and in others to be at peace. Whatever part lies in you, live peaceably with all men. We often hear the expression, there are two sides to the question. But when you have done all you can do, as far as lieth in you to keep the peace, there are not two sides to the question. Perhaps, In most cases of trouble, there are two sides to the question, but there ought not to be. When there are two sides, you have not done all that lieth in you. You have failed. The spirit of the words, Father, forgive them, for they know not, is wanting. Your resources in Christ were not exhausted. You did not live up to your possibilities. But we shall not always live peaceably with all men. The text says, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you. The limitations and imperfections of humanity make it impossible in certain circumstances to live peaceably. Sometimes there will be a breach of the peace. What then? If you have failed, hasten to make reparation if possible. If it is such a nature that reparation is not possible, then all you can do is to make amends by apologizing. The apology may not be accepted, but wait in such a case. Time and your attitude will finally win. If the other party has offended, And makes reparation or if he apologizes, accept it in good faith. We must forgive however, often he may offend. Forgiveness may be freely accorded to the one who apologizes. As a gentleman or a lady and a Christian, you can have no other response. And when you do forgive, Do not spoil it all by digging up the affair in detail. His apology indicated his recognition of his error and his repentance. For you to upbraid him or chide him concerning the things for which he has made amends or apologized would be an almost unpardonable insult. Close the incident and forget the unpleasantness. To harbor such things is to fill the mind and heart with the poison and garbage of life. We do not want such things to linger in our consciousness. It is the unforgetting and the holding in mind of such experiences that make sore dispositions and disagreeable people. Cast them behind your back, drown them in the bottom of the sea. Let no breach come between you and another because of your fault. More, let no breach come between you and another if it be possible, if it lieth in you, to avoid it. We are too prone to put the blame on the other one. People often think the other one is to blame and is so full of faults when they themselves are almost wholly at fault and he is almost wholly innocent. When a person thinks he is so much better than the other one, he himself is almost always the offender and is guilty of the very things of which he accuses the other one, if not guilty of worse things. And so, let let each esteem the other better than himself we must learn to get along with each other here else how shall we live together in the better world someone may say oh they will all be good people over there I can get along all right with them but could even the Saints get along with him is the larger question some people get along when they have their own way get all they want And everyone lets them do as they please. Only as the mind that was in Christ Jesus is in us, only as we possess the divine nature, only as we learn of him, only as we crucify self, only as the peace of God abides in us, shall we be able and can we be able to live at peace with our fellow men. May we possess this strong quality of the Christian life. To this end, we must ourselves, first of all, be at peace with God. The law of God, which is the law of love, must be written in our hearts. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. This is found in Matthew 22, 37 through 39 verses. Only as this law of love is the foundation of our lives, shall we be able to live peaceably with all men. Shall we pray? Father, Help us to rightly apply the message we have received today. Use us for your honor and glory, because we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: You heard a message from Pastor John Prasad Rao on Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope for all.
4: We trust
1: you've been benefited from today's program.
0: The Bible says, The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. James 318 therefore listeners wherever we are today let's take the lot to use us as his peacemakers
1: the best peacemakers are those who know the peace of God with this we come to the end of our program
0: to learn more on God's word we would love to receive your letters on
1: Adventist world radio post box number 17 Pune 411. 001 Maharashtra India.
0: Remember our address once again is Adventist World Radio. Post box number 17. Pune411 001 Maharashtra India.
1: You could also email us on AMC3 at VSNL.com.
0: That's AMC3 at vsnl.com I am Sharad
1: and I am Olivia signing out from Adventist World Radio do join us again
0: until then we wish you goodbye God bless you